Humans have 70,000 thoughts a day, according to a new neuroimaging study conducted by UCLA. If you had to guess what percentage of those thoughts are positive and what percentage are negative. Hi, I'm Sam King Davis, and I am host of the Famous When I'm Dead Artist Empowerment Podcast. And today I want to talk to you about imposter syndrome or that voice that is always in your head saying, the way you are now is not good enough. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Well, turns out the answer to that question is about 80%. 80% of the 70,000 thoughts that go through your head every day are negative. Now, they may be don't do that, it's not safe, which in many cases can be helpful, even vital to your survival. But in today's urbanized world, they mostly have the effect of holding us back, or in some cases harming or being detrimental to not only our success, but our physical and emotional health. You may be doing the math and thinking, 56,000 negative thoughts a day? I'm an optimist. I might have a few frustrations here and there, but I'm definitely not that negative. Well, let me give you two points that will offer a higher perspective. One, the first point is the iceberg. Most of you have heard of the analogy that the conscious mind is just the very tip of the iceberg, and most of what happens and most of what drives our behaviors is the rest of the iceberg, which is about 80 to 90% of the total mass of the whole iceberg. How many thoughts were you conscious of today? For me, I would say at most about 100. We are only actively conscious of a tiny number of our thoughts. It must be this way if we are to safely navigate our environment. We are evolved in a way to be of maximum efficiency in order to survive. This kind of limiting caution worked very well on the savanna, but can be limiting and even debilitating in the 21st century. The second thing is comparison by context. If you live in a town of 100,000 people who have 56,000 negative thoughts a day, and you have only 46,000, you're definitely going to seem optimistic. In the world of the blind, the man with one eye is king. So assuming this is true, assuming most of my thoughts are dead weight, how do I begin to notice them? And once I notice them, what do I do with them? How am I supposed to burn them away? And what am I supposed to replace them with? Or you may be saying, I'm sick of this dead weight. I know I have more potential. What do I need to do to drop it so I can fly? If that's you, congratulations. This path is challenging, exciting, and cathartic. This wrestling with the self we have been given to realize our true self is a fascinating journey that provides daily confirmation that we are indeed truly alive. So, are you ready? No. Yes. No. Well, no, I, I'd crossed my mind. So, how can this be done? Well, let's break it down into three steps. 
These steps are awareness, acceptance, and action. So let's jump back to the question. Assuming most of my thoughts are dead weight, how do I begin to notice them? Well, this is the first step, awareness. This is all about one thing, objective observation. And here the challenge begins. It is not easy for a few reasons. First, distraction. The orgy of information that we live in. In the two-bedroom apartment my wife and I occupy, we have six screens, including the one I'm typing on and recording on right now. Secondly, being able to detach from our thoughts and emotions is hard for people. We need to learn and train our understanding that thoughts are only thoughts. They only have the meaning we apply to them. Emotions are only temporary, passing feelings that we do not have much control over after all. And most importantly, all of these things will change, most of the time pretty quickly. They actually change much faster when we don't grab onto them. So, we must sit quietly and train this observational muscle. Mindfulness meditation seems to be the best method. We sit and watch as the hurricane of thoughts and emotions swirls around us in our minds and bodies and do our best not to attach or follow them. Every time we get swept up, we bring ourselves back to our breath and we have just performed one rep, one bicep curl for our minds. Any meditator will tell you this can happen 500 times in 10 minutes of sitting. When we get up, we take that through the day and watch in the same way as we move through our environment and our relationships. 2. Acceptance Acceptance does not equal tolerance. You don't have to like some fact or agree with it to accept it. It is the truth regardless of your feelings or opinions about it. Do you accept that earthquakes happen and cause death and destruction? Then why do you not accept that people act on their lower instincts and hurt other people? Why would you not accept that you have been dealt a certain set of genetic, social, and economic cards? Why is it so hard to accept that the way we view the world, our map of reality, was drafted long before we were born, and reinforced by the family and society we grew up in. So this really comes down to honesty and humility. If we look at the objective observations we have been making in our mindfulness practice, there is no denying that most of the actions we have been taking up to this point, by definition, have not been real choice, rather more of a reaction or set of reactions to our conditioning. Obviously, we are still responsible for our behavior and our actions. So you get fired again, huh? Oh, yeah. They always freak out when you leave the scene of an accident, you know? <laughs> but that does not necessarily mean that our behavior was well-calculated, conscious action. Three, action. Or should I say choice? Once we do become aware and we accept these stark realities, 
then choice becomes more and more of an option. But here's the thing. Choices are hard. Most of the things that we think are choices are actually just instincts or programming from our past, which is guiding our behavior. For instance, the thought comes into our mind, I'll have pizza for lunch. And we think, I chose pizza for lunch instead of cooking at home. All the while, not even being conscious in that decisive moment of the ad that we passed on the way to work that morning of that hot girl eating a steaming, delicious, cheesy pizza, which activated our hunger and sex instincts. So how do we take action? If we are to clear away this dead wood, we must raise and open our consciousness. We must really learn how to observe the outer and inner worlds without attaching our emotions, opinions, plans, or thoughts to them. This starts with daily mindfulness practice, naturally leads to self-honesty and acceptance, which starts to open the possibility for change. But change will not happen if we choose fear and comfort over courage and faith. Let me say that again. Change will not happen if we choose fear and comfort over courage and faith. This is a daily choice that can be done with either or both prayer and affirmation. This must be followed up with action, which can take the form of acting in the opposite way that you are thinking. For instance, saying, I respect your opinion, rather than, you're wrong. Or cleaning the toilet and saying to yourself, I'm in this family to serve, rather than, well, I did it last time, she or he owes me one. Remember the 56,000 negative thoughts a day? Well, you do the math. How many days have you been alive? That's an astronomical amount of negative programming. We have a lot of work to do. Check, please. So just to wrap up, this is not going to be easy. This is not going to be comfortable, and it's not going to go quickly. This is a daily struggle. So if you're not up for the challenge, I understand. There's no judgment here. Some people prefer to take the blue pill and fall back into the programming. And I don't blame them. But if this segment turned on a light for you or ruffled your feathers, you will not be able to forget it even if you try. That question will always be there no matter how hard you work to ignore it. What if he was right? My whole point here is that you are vastly more powerful and wise than you realize, and you were born with it. This is because the power and wisdom does not come from the self. It does not come from what you have experienced or read. It does not come from your name, race, nationality, IQ, accomplishments, humor, or financial wealth. It comes from an infinite force that is always there, that we can always tune into. Our only job is to raise the antenna and adjust the dials. I guess we both learned a little something about each other today, didn't we? Hey, thank you for listening to my rant. 
If you got benefit from this or you know someone who you think could benefit from this, go ahead and share it right away. I look at this podcast as a public service, so I'm happy to provide this content for you. If, however, you would like to give a financial contribution, there is a Patreon button in the description below. And please feel free to reach out at famouswhenimdead at kingdavisart.com or, of course, you could leave a comment. Knowing that what I'm doing here on this podcast is helping people and bringing value to their lives is the real reason I do it, and it gives me fuel to keep going. So just take a quick moment to leave a comment or just feel free to ask questions and leave suggestions for what you'd like to see in future episodes. Okay, have a good one.